and rest for my weary soul. Up ahead, ahead there's peace and contentment. Everybody will be happy and whole. You know that I'll be. Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. want to thank you for taking time to be with us today as we're studying God's Word together. And we're looking in Mark's Gospel today in chapter number 15, and we're continuing our study. We've been on uh, a journey through Mark, and boy, what a journey it's been. We've enjoyed all the times that we have been together and all these days and for several months now we have uh, been looking verse by verse, chapter by chapter through this wonderful writing one of the Gospels written by John Mark, and we thank the Lord uh, for the Gospel according to Mark. I hope and pray, and it's been my desire, that you have been benefited and blessed by just simply studying the Word of God. Some of the thoughts that we have come across have been a help to me greatly, as I have learned and gleaned and benefited and I hope and pray that you have as well. Uh, we're always benefited by studying God's word. We never can learn it all. And uh, we shouldn't think that we do. And just because we've read through uh, the gospel of Mark does not mean that we shouldn't re-read it again and go over the scripture again. It would help us as we continue to study God's word because the word of God is a living book. Today, we're looking in Mark's gospel, chapter number 15, and we began yesterday looking at verse 45 through 47. And we didn't get very far yesterday. We know that the Lord Jesus had died upon the cross of Calvary. He had given his life. He had shed his blood. He had took your place and my place and paid the sin debt of the entirety of the world upon that cross. Jesus, our propitiation. He is the savior of the world. He shed his blood gave himself a ransom for you and me that all men could be saved. I'm glad that he opened up the door. Thank God the veil of the, of the temple was rent from top to bottom when the Lord Jesus died, opening up the, there in the temple at Jerusalem, the Holy of Holies, symbolizing a new and living way that men, women, boys, and girls can approach God. And it is through Jesus Christ and he alone. For six hours, our blessed Savior suffered and bled and died, bruised and battered upon that cross, 
mocked and scorned and spat upon, but yet he endured it all for you and for me. And I want to thank him for that. And then at the appropriate time, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And the Bible says, and he gave up the ghost and he died and he gave his life. They didn't take it from him. He gave himself willingly for you and for me. This morning, as we're looking in verse number 45 down through verse number uh, number 47, we must realize as we think about this, and we're going to reread uh, verse number 45 just for the sake uh, of clarity as we're looking through these three verses. I have three things that I really wanted to share with you, and yesterday only got to share one of them. And it is the first of the thing we looked at yesterday, the charge of the body of Christ. And we know that Pilate gave over the responsibility and the charge of the body of Jesus unto Joseph of Arimathea. And we know uh, that was a great responsibility. And we know also that Joseph of Arimathea was willing to take Jesus' body, and and amazingly, he he was willing to give uh, a tomb that he had purchased, and no doubt uh, had hired the work done to hew out out of a rock this tomb and this burial chamber, if you will. And Joseph of Arimathea, rather than using it for himself and his family. He gave it to the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it amazing as we read the word of God? Oftentimes we don't, we don't hear a lot about Joseph of Arimathea, but I want to say this in the, in the story of the death of Christ, it is a very important uh, part. His story is very much worthy of great examination. He was a willing man, a loving man, and after uh, Jesus died, he was a public man who was not afraid uh, to profess Jesus as his Savior and Lord. As we're looking, we see not only the charge of the body of Christ, but secondly, in verse number 46, there is the care of the body of Christ. Notice with me, if you have your copy of God's word in your Bible, in verse number 46, it says, and he brought, bought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen and laid him in a sepulcher, which was hewn out of a rock and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulcher. So several things that we could notice there. First of all, the purchase of the grave clothes. Now, these were linen clothes or cloths, if you will, and they were very expensive. They were extremely costly. And uh, those grave clothes that Jesus was buried in was made of linen. This was a fulfillment of the scripture as well, because uh, linen was not the uh, the grave clothes of of somebody who was crucified. Not normally, a person would not be wrapped in such uh, good clothing as that uh, if they had been crucified. In fact, most of the time, those who are crucified were those that uh, wound up in the Valley of Gehenna. And that awful place where they burned 
uh, fires continually the trash dump of Jerusalem, but it was not to be so for our Lord because Jesus himself had prophesied. But there was another prophecy that was uh, in the Old Testament over 700 years before Jesus' time. Isaiah the prophet wrote in Isaiah 53 in verse number nine, listen to this verse, and he made his grave with the wicked. And we know that Jesus on either hand of the Lord Jesus, on his left or his right, there was a guilty thief. And uh, the Bible says, and Isaiah wrote that under the inspiration of God. And he made his grave with the wicked. But I want you to notice this. And with the rich in his death. So here it is. There's a divine fulfillment because he had done no violence. Neither was there any deceit in his mouth. And that's the Lord Jesus. It could be no one else that, that Isaiah is speaking of. But here it is that Jesus was buried as a rich man would have been buried. He'd have been buried with linen cloth and the linen wrapped the grave clothes around him. So the purchase of the grave clothes is, is a great thought to think about. And I think about that as, 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 as you look at that verse 46, look again, uh, Mark 15, 46, it says, and he bought fine linen. Okay, so this linen was purchased before Jesus was taken down from the cross. And then Jesus was wrapped in the linen and then laid in a sepulcher, which was hewn out of a rock and a, and a rolled a stone into the, uh, the, to the door of the sepulcher. As uh, he and Nicodemus uh, took Jesus uh, from the cross and as they took him down, uh, tradition says in the city of Jerusalem right there uh, between the place called Golgotha and on the way to uh, the tomb there in the city of Jerusalem, and it was actually, this is uh, uh, outside, it would have been outside the city wall of Jerusalem. It's not today, but it would have been during the time of Christ. This, this photo that you see is a picture that I took, and for those of you listening on podcasts, there is a flat stone that is there that they, tradition says, was the place where they laid Jesus' dead body upon, and this is the stone that they say that this is where this happened. And as they began to wash his body, and they also, uh, he and Nicodemus would uh, anoint the Lord Jesus, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, they anointed him uh, with some very strong uh, um, ointment, if you will, and they didn't embalm uh, like the Egyptians, but they did use a lot of strong ointment uh, when they wrapped the body in the grave clothes. So very possible that this place right here that you see or that you're hearing described, it's a flat stone. It's about maybe seven feet in length and it's wide enough for a body uh, to be placed upon. If you could imagine them taking time to lay the Lord Jesus' body down. They had to do that somewhere. And so tradition says that this is the rock that the Lord, the rock of ages, was laid upon. And as they washed his precious body and they began to anoint him and wrap him in the grave clothes. And by the way, again, uh, the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 
and he was made he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death and he was buried in these linen clothes that he did not purchase but Joseph of Arimathea did and so the purchase of the grave clothes is is a is a very important point in the care of the body of Christ but not only that but the procedure that they use for the burial you see Jesus was born in this world, and he was born from a virgin's womb, I think that it'd be only fitting at his death that he was laid to rest in a virgin tomb. You see, no one had been uh, laid to rest in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb because it was a brand new tomb. In fact, uh, I believe that it was just right and newly completed. I mean, just at that very time, there was very uh, little time between Jesus' death and the completion of the tomb. And so they washed the body of Jesus and they clothed him with linen grave clothes and they anointed him. And God used Joseph in a greater way than most of us really have ever considered because you think about this because it was the divine will of God for God's son to be taken care of in this manner and as I think of that you and I should marvel how God can use people great or small rich or poor God has no limit in who he can use and the thing of it is, though, are we willing to allow God to use us? I hope that, that you are. I, I see this, the charge of the body of Christ, the care of the body of Christ. And there's a lot of application that we could make today because the church is the body of Christ. And there's a lot of care that should be given to the body of the church. And as I'm thinking of that, we could make a lot of application here, just the charge of the body of Christ and the care of the body of Christ and understanding that there are people who are supposed to be in charge of overseeing the body of Christ, and that is pastors. And in the hour in which we live, we need preachers that preach the word and be straight and solid in, in their doctrine and preach the Bible rather than opinions. And so it is that we see that. And then the care for the body of Christ. I want to say this. A man of God should be one that loves people. He should care genuinely for those that are hurting, those that are suffering, those that are without Christ. And that is a real problem in the hour in which we live. Many that are pastors do not care for the body of Christ the way that they should and the degree that they should. And it's simply because they don't love Jesus like they should. Well, I've meddled enough today. I see we went long over our time, but nevertheless, I appreciate the word of God. We've got one more point in these three verses, and we'll pick back up here again tomorrow, Lord willing. I want to thank you for being with us today, and I appreciate you taking time to join us as we study from God's Word. This is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. Bidding you a great day. God bless you is our prayer. Bye-bye.
You know that I'll be 